0: yeah so i don't know we'll see dude, what happens scott, if you were, if you if you got in who who would be the person you would try and start the most beef with yeah because you got to start beef
1: with somebody if you get in for I'm sure not, i'm not very good at starting beef what are you talking dude, about dude you have, you have beef with curtis stuff. white now curtis white wants to beat you up does he yeah dude he sent me a dm he's like <laughs> me and curtis white are like this <laughs> and uh he's like dude that scott guy is a punk
0: What up, my party people? The holiday season is among us. We've got all sorts of exciting things coming up in the near future, but we're not quite ready to talk about it yet. Are you serious? Why does this keep going off while I'm talking here? Anyways, like I was saying, we've got all sorts of things coming up in the near future, but we're not quite ready to talk about it yet. So stay tuned. We'll keep you on your toes, I promise. So after last week, literally the day after, Lifetime came out with their 2023 Grand Prix plans. After we did this whole speculation, they released it. And we have some initial thoughts. So we talked through that here. We covered most of it before Scott joined us because everyone knows Scott was over gravel before gravel was even a thing. So we saved his commentary for the smattering of listener questions we had come through. Oh, yeah. And shout out to our boy Dizzledum and who wrecked himself at day two of NCGP this weekend. Heal up soon, homie. If you have any questions or feedback for the show, you can find us on the Instagram at Scott McGill Jr., Dylan Johnson, or Adam Saban Six. Or you can hit us up on the Bong Fro's Instagram page. Also, drop us a note to Bong Bros Podcast at gmail.com. All right, let's get this party started.
1: So, man, you've been training?
0: No, dude, What's I haven't. This is, yeah, this is my off season. I haven't ridden since uh, Iceman, so. Dang. Let's see, I'll, I'll get back on the bike. It's looking like probably not even next week because I've got to travel for work next week, so it'll probably be a, a solid four weeks off the bike. Wow. Um, yeah, I, which is the most uh, I've ever taken. I think I, but think I did. Um, kind of nice. You still there? Damn, we lost Dylan. Yo, What's up? it says <laughs> we're it says we're recording. Okay, I think yeah, I think I think it should be good. I don't know what happened there. That was crazy. Cool. All right,
1: so you were talking about the off season and how you took some time off, uh, taking time off. Yeah, it'll yeah. end
0: up being like four weeks, probably off the bike. Dang man, that is a long time. Yeah, this is the most I've ever taken. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I took, um, I took 12 yeah. days
1: uh, off. It wasn't a full two weeks. Okay. Um, I get, did, did you, did you do anything like in that meantime or like, was that just 12 days of nothing? Dude, I, it's so, so I, I advocate for not doing anything during your off season break and I have a hard time taking my own advice. I, the, the first three days, four days, I'm like, I'm relieved to not be training. And then about a week in, I am itching to do anything physically active. Uh, especially, especially ride my bike. I was, I wanted to ride my bike so badly. Um, and it was funny. Like I didn't, I didn't really do anything physically active, but you know, when you're not getting out and doing something like riding a bike or going to the gym or whatever it is, um, I end up cooped up in the house all day. Cause I work from home and I just found myself like going on quick 20 minute walks, both for a mental <laughs> break and like a, a physical break to like stretch my back and everything. Um, yeah. and probably just because I was just itching to do something.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I hear that. I, I took like a solid week with nothing, like mm-hmm. no walking, jogging, lifting anything. Um, and then the second week, I like started throwing in like some short runs, and um, that's pretty okay, much so it—just just some short runs. Yeah. And then so it's not like this you're doing week, nothing I'm, for four weeks. No, no, that'd be ridiculous. I, I don't know if anyone would come back from that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, I no. And then like this week, I throw in some strength training, so it's like kind of slowly building back into it. Um, yeah. And then, like by week five is when I like reintroduce the bike. So. Yeah, dude. That first week of strength training is rough dude the first set of squats i did yesterday was rough i thought i like pulled my hamstring it was so bad (laughs) did
1: you do it with just the bar
0: no i i was doing some um uh goblet squats just with a dumbbell
1: yeah 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 man that uh i i it's actually it actually gets progressively better each season i think your body gets used to uh weight training but Just just like over a chronic period of or a long period of time as opposed to um I I remember the first time I started weightlifting. I I don't think I could I could hardly walk for a full week. And now it's not (laughs) that bad. But yeah. It's still it's still like, you know, um, I mean there's a reason why there's not a lot of riding in this period. It's partially because it's a mental and physical break, but it's also partially because it's hard to do much, you know, any sort of riding right now with how sore my legs are from the gym so
0: yeah yeah and yesterday i um threw in 30 minutes of rowing too so i hadn't lifted or rowed in mm. probably four or five months so yeah. yeah my my body today i woke up and i was sore in all kinds of places <laughs> yeah um but it's good though yeah. yeah it's it's um it's nice to take the off season at this time of year i'm used to taking it like in end of december in january um yeah. But like Does I'm looking forward to like getting yeah, just cuz like yeah, cross season ends so late. So mm-hmm. like it's nice to like take it while the weather's still decent. So like going for runs is like super nice right now. Um yeah. and then like when I get back on the bike, it'll be before like full-blown winter has kicked in. Mm-hmm. Um so I'll get like some time to get some riding in before like the snows like heavily on the ground. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cool, man. Should we uh I I think some some Big news that's happened since the last time we did a podcast. Literally the, Dude, the, the day, after. <laughs> day after we recorded last week's pause, uh podcast, Lifetime uh, announced what they were doing with the series next year. So, I don't know. For those who don't follow the Lifetime Grand Prix, instead of 30 riders, they're doing 35. Um, What else? They're adding a seventh race that we don't know about yet. Uh, I think they're going to have more doping control. Am I missing anything? It was pretty minimal changes.
0: Yeah, um, I don't know about you, but I was a little bit underwhelmed. Uh, they they like built up so much anticipation. You know, like at the end of Big Sugar, they're like, okay, you know, stay tuned for more information about next year's Grand Prix to come out soon. And it was like, mm-hmm. all right, cool. You know, we're expecting like within two weeks to like have this big announcement. Um, I heard rumblings of like you know some pretty big changes coming. Yeah, um, and then yeah, when when they came out with the information, like not only was it like a week or two after i'd expected that them to come out with it it was like mm-hmm. it almost feels like it's like nothing's changed um yeah, i yeah i, mean, I agree the, they're the, adding cha- five the changes riders, but... the
1: changes are so small yeah i i heard that so i heard that they were going to add more riders mm-hmm. and i was thinking there was going to be like 50 riders right and then 35 is like <laughs> i was like that's that's hardly anything like five people are going to drop out after the first race anyway <laughs> right um, yeah,
0: I mean in, in like in, an interesting point that Scott brought up. He's not he's not on the show yet. He's he's got other business he's taken care of, but dude, he's um, just such a
1: popular guy, man. He is dude. He, he, had a, he has another podcast
0: that he'd rather be on right now than ours. He wouldn't even tell us which podcast it was. <laughs> it's like some secret mission or something. Um but he brought up a good point when when we were chatting about it offline. And they didn't so they were supposed to well, I don't know, I shouldn't say supposed. There, there were rumblings that they were going to double the prize purse. Um, that didn't yeah. happen, which is fine. Like, not that they needed to, um, but it was just—it would have been really cool to see that happen. Um, and I think, you know, maybe, maybe in five years it'll be doubled. I don't know if like they've just changed the projection of how you know how long it's going to take yeah. to get there. Um, but if the prize purse isn't changing and you're adding in more riders, really what you're doing is devaluing every rider's, um, you know position in the field because now you've sure. got 35 guys who are fighting for top 10 to get paid mm-hmm. out instead of 30 guys. Um, so if anything, that's a little bit of like a, a, step back, which is kind of a bummer. Um, again, not that they like needed to, I mean, it's just like you set the bar, like usually you, you'd expect to like see that yeah. elevated slightly. Um, the, the seventh, the, the addition of the seventh event, I think is cool. I, I was, um, I, I expected that they would add at least one event. Um, I think it's a little weird that they like announced it with somewhat ambiguous terms. Like, we don't; it's like a surprise. Like, they're trying to build up anticipation for you know this what this seventh mystery event is, and like all the writers who like share in the posts and stuff are like, "What what event is it going to be?" And like, big question mark around <laughs> event number seven. Um, I think it's in my mind. I think it's pretty obvious which event it's going to be. <laughs> um, what, do you, what do you think it's going to be? I think it's going to be the rad in Colorado yeah. um yeah. I, two, so reasons, I two reasons I don't know a lot
1: about that race but I, I was looking up some details of that race that race is 165 miles is that correct yeah that's so gnarly I mean it's not <laughs> as gnarly as unbound but we're basically talking about another ultra endurance event in the series on top
0: of at, unbound at elevation yeah um and to make matters even worse. And I think this is why they haven't announced it yet. This is my, this is all just speculation for sure. whoever's listening. Um, but I think is I, th- I have two, two reasons why I think it's going to be that race. One, they haven't set the dates for that race yet. All the other dates have been set yeah. for the rest of the yeah. lifetime events. Um, well actually three reasons Two, It's not a lifetime or it's not a Leadville qualifier. Mm-hmm. Um, I think adding in a Leadville qualifier to the series might make that qualifier difficult to to kind of splice out because um, it's going to make qualification for actual Leadville that much harder. So yeah. it, it kind of like doesn't attract people to that race, but it sort of does. It like kind of like yeah. you've kind of got this like weird opposing forces. Um, and then the third reason is because from what I could tell, the RAD this year was kind of a bust. Like it didn't get that big of a turnout. Um, mm-hmm. And I think they want to try and boost the, the numbers at that race
1: yeah all of those reasons make sense I would agree with that um I think it would be cool if they did Lutzen or something but you're you're probably right um
0: <clears throat> yeah yeah I mean I think Lutzen would have been cool um it you know I think it would would have made sense as far as like the duration and mm-hmm. um kind of fit with the landscape of the races that are part of the series but um I just think the rad makes a lot of sense the the question mark I think is when are they going to do it though Yeah. Uh, you know, last year, I think it was like, or this year, I guess it was like October 8th or something. Um, I actually got like invited to go do it, but I, I really just didn't want to. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I, I riding 165 miles in October, that's like, that's pretty hard to do.
1: Yeah. Um, it's going to be, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a gnarly event. Uh, but they are saying that only your top five results count, which means, you know, you, mm-hmm could you could if if you were to not do not do a race it probably wouldn't be the end of the world and you could still have a bad race you know with a lot of mechanicals at another one and you know be fine yeah um which i think is interesting tactically i I don't think as many people are going to do all seven they're probably going to pick and choose which ones they'd prefer to go to if they if they only need five
0: Yeah, I agree. I I would, I would imagine most people will set their calendar around six Mm -hmm. of the, of the seven. Um, you know, that way they still have at least one throwaway performance or mishap. Um, and then like, maybe if they have two throwaways, they like opt in that, you know, I I would, Mm -hmm. I would expect that most people would, (laughs) would probably skip something like the rad (laughs) (laughs) to be honest. You know, like that would be a race that would be like a question mark on the calendar. Like they would only go if they needed to, like if if they already had two throwaways. Um, But yeah, I don't I mean it, it also depends on where they decide to put it. You know, I if if they put it earlier in the season, um then maybe you're less likely to skip it. But if it's if it's later in the season, like October, you know, three weeks yep. before uh big sugar, then which is a mandatory race, then yeah, maybe you're gonna opt out of that one. Yeah.
1: Um yeah, I so I was on a ride with a buddy and he was asking me like uh he was like why don't they just open it up and let every uh, a- a- any writer who wants to do it do it? And I see the argument for that. I mean it, it would if they didn't have any selection process, then maybe somebody you know who falls through the cracks could come out of the woodwork and, and be like, whoa, look at how fast this person is. They you know, we didn't even know about this person, but they they did so well in the lifetime series. I see the argument there, but I think that the reason why, the selection criteria is really smart is because it basically got the 30 top men and women in the country to commit to one series. I think if they had not done that, you wouldn't have seen you wouldn't have seen so many fast riders commit to one series. It's hard it's hard enough getting people to commit to a series because what happens is like somebody might say they want to do the whole series at the beginning of the year but then they have like a bad race or something and they're just like ah eh, you know not worth it like I'll just do something else. I mean BWR has has that issue. Like the BWR it, you only needed to do 4 BWR races this year. Um and and BWR didn't have nearly the level of competition yeah. uh in the in the entire series, right? So Getting people getting people to commit to a series is hard and this was basically their way of getting people to commit and I actually think it's pretty smart
0: yeah I, I agree I mean I, I I am I'm actually more for um, it being like a select group that's part of the the you know call it the the formal series you know what I mean mm-hmm. anyone can technically sign up for all of these events and do all the events um to be but but to be like scored and be part of the actual lifetime grand prix series like it's it's a select group um i'm for that part i wish there was some way to qualify for these for the event or for the series too like i I wish that they would have considered adding in something like that um oh man lost it again okay well i think it's still recording this will be a fun one to edit (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so anyway so what i was saying was i'm all for the the select group i do wish that they would have considered adding in some kind of like qualifier, Mm -hmm. you know, like maybe there's like, they, they accept 30 through the application process, but then it's like, you know, there's 20 extra spots that like, they have a qualifier event and like anyone can show up and try and qualify through that event or something like that. Um, You know, or use the series this year as like, you know, if you gained X number of points throughout the, you know, cumulative race series, then like you could auto qualify into the, into the competition. Um, I think something like that would be cool because it gives everyone else something to like work towards like, Hey, I really want to be a part of this series. So like, I'm going to work my ass off to try and like qualify versus like, I don't know. I'm going to work my ass off to get 30,000 Instagram followers and get accepted in. So one, one thing that I'll (laughs) say, one thing that
1: I'll say about the selection criteria and I'll commend them on this is that they said that the selection criteria will be based off of results and and basically how fast you are which i i think is very refreshing i i think it's probably because they got a lot of shit last year for um taking into account social media at all and in my opinion you know these these racers aren't applying for a sponsorship they're applying for a race series it, yep. it like the race series needs to take into account results and honestly nothing
0: else in my yeah, opinion. And, and I mean and they did say like you know last year it it was heavily merit-based and if you look at the top 15 overall from last year like they're all pretty solid um mm-hmm. beyond top 15 it's questionable but <laughs> what's up yeah. scott i was just hey. i'm just giving dylan shit of course <laughs> yeah because <laughs> he, <was> <laughs> he
1: was 16th scott we're talking about the grand prix um, you got anything to say Yeah, I saw one
2: thing about this on Instagram. I think, Uh, like, I thought I don't know I could have gotten this wrong, but it said that if you if you get a subscription to Lifetime, like the gym, I guess that for six months you get a entry into Leadville. Really? Really? Or you get like a you can you don't you don't get a free one, but you get you don't have to do the lottery or something. Are you serious? I I thought I saw that. Well, I think it was on uh let me see if I can find it. Wow.
1: I mean I need a gym membership anyway. Do they even have the gym? No, they don't, li- they don't have they don't have lifetime gyms in Brevard. Let's see. Yeah. Lifetime
2: members who have held a digital or in club membership for at least six months by December first, twenty twenty two are eligible for guaranteed entry into Leadville Trail
1: One Hundred. Oh my gosh, dude. How much does that? How much does six months of a gym membership cost? People spend thousands on that race anyway. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, know I that saw that is too. So that's, crazy.
0: That's new this year, and, and yeah, that is kind of. I don't know. It's kind of disheartening to see. This Is Wi-Fi not working? Internet
1: so bad. I don't know. He's been cutting in and out. Adam, you're cutting. You're cutting out again. <laughs> All right. Well, so. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe if I don't get into the Grand Prix, I'll just. Do I have to hold? Uh, six you months you can't so. do it yeah you can't
2: do it for this year you don't oh you can do it for 24 <laughs> that, that's what they're advertising Wow. under there it says under that bullet it says like oh but if you want to get in for 24 you
1: gotta sign up well okay <laughs> interesting all right so the big
0: question Adam, so they did are you gonna one other apply- thing they, they they did say that the, that all entry fees are comped for anyone who gets in yeah, that's, that's, pretty cool. Which, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. A lot of people complained about that last year. Yeah. I mean, Adam, are you most, gonna apply most of the writers probably had sponsors covering their costs, anyways, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Maybe they can use those funds for something else. But yeah, I'm going to apply. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I, uh, I'm definitely going to apply. So it was interesting. I was 100% going to apply before Big Sugar, and then. I talked to a number of people at Big Sugar. One of them was Adam Roberge. One of them was Lawrence Tendam, and one of them was actually Pete Stetna. Um, and all and they were kind of on the fence about doing it. And it wasn't. And it was mo, more. And and Adam Roberge was the one I talked to the most because we were staying in the same house. And he was saying what he said made a lot of sense. And he was like, "Yeah, the Lifetime series is a lot to commit to." Um, and I don't want to do mountain bike racing. Like Adam doesn't want to do mountain bike racing. Um, so why would I commit to a series where half the races are races that I don't want to do? And I was like, that that makes perfect sense. Now I do want to do mountain bike racing, and I want to do both yeah. mountain and gravel. Uh, but I, you know, there are some races in the Grand Prix that I wouldn't do if I wasn't part of the Grand Prix. Like probably Schwam- probably Schwamigan and Crusher. I probably wouldn't do those. Why? Because they're like short. They're short and crushers, like you just have to be a crazy, amazing climber, which I'm not. So, <laughs> um, and hey, isn't and that it, the point of like the series is to have like different stuff? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. But I'm just saying, yeah. if I wasn't part of the series, I wouldn't go to that race.
0: Yeah. Just like, like, um, I wouldn't go to Unbound if, I, if I'm not part of the series. Sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people don't uh, go if they are a part of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, some, some people. So, but what I will say is that I, I think I'm going to apply and, uh, and I hopefully I'm, I'm hoping to get in and if I get in, I'm going to, I'm going to go for it again and see what happens. Um, so yeah. Scott, are you going to apply? How long does it take to apply? It's like 15 minutes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I might be able to
2: carve that out. Yeah. I'll talk.
0: So I put up a post last week. I put a poll out, um, saying like asking all the people who that how many of how many of us they thought would get in if we all applied Mm. um and is drew included in this poll so that that's what was funny so it was like one out of three two out of three three out of three and then it was like the last option was four out of three dizzle you can play too uh Uh and and that one actually got i think the most votes awesome people people want dizzle
1: well, people have a have a lot of confidence in us. <laughs> I don't think all four of us would get in. Um, but Scott, I mean, I think I think you would probably get in. The question is, would you do it if you got in? No.
2: Don't tell, <laughs> don't tell them. Don't tell them this. You think they listen
1: okay. to? Them? I don't know. I mean, who knows? <laughs>
0: um, okay. Yeah. You just want to? Do you eat think it. your team would even let you? no i don't i, I like, don't do have it. any interest in mixed turf surface racing so look man
1: they're gonna ask you whether you plan to attend the races or not in the the thing you know how many people got jobs by lying on their application
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> probably like most people most yeah. people twist the truth a little bit
1: right is isn't any different yeah theoretically you could go to all the races I could
2: plan on it, right? I'm planning on it. <laughs> it right. Ha- it's not going to happen.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Plans change. Plans yeah. do change. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, plans change for people who are actually in the Grand Prix who plan to do it. Like some people didn't. Yeah, like, like
2: didn't a bunch of people DNF it?
1: Yeah, I mean, so I think in the men and the women, it was like 23 and 22 finishers. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, there were people that didn't finish. Obviously. which i mean
0: like that's actually not that bad i mean like you know over yeah. over 2 thirds mhm there yeah.
1: wasn't enough people i mean for sure that i mean that's what i'm saying about getting people to commit to a series getting 22 yeah. or 23 people to finish the series that's good you know um especially if there's only 30 to start with
0: i mean that includes like or that that doesn't even include like like pace and McElfin definitely de- technically dnf'd the series right but like he was like super committed to the series, so like yeah, probably committed more than anyone. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: so I don't know. We'll see dude, what Scott, happens. Scott, if you if you if you got in, who who would be the person you would try and start the most beef with? Yeah, because you got to start beef with somebody if you get in for I'm sure. Not, I'm not very good at starting beef. What are you talking dude, about, dude? You have, you have beef with Curtis White now. Curtis White wants to beat you up. Does he? Yeah, dude, he sent me a DM. He's like, <laughs> "Me and Curtis White are like this," <laughs> and uh, he's like, "Dude, that Scott guy is a punk. He's making fun of my hat." at cross races like I've been trying to he- beef. My hat is hella stylish, and Scott thinks he's funny. That's why I was wearing it. <laughs> Have you talked to Curtis White since that? Since that behind? No, the I don't. But I
0: don't the- like
2: talk to. Like I'll talk to him at the race. I don't like. Okay.
1: Ta- I don't like chat with everybody.
0: Did you figure out if you're going to Nats yet? <laughs> Yeah, I think I'll go. Sweet, nice. you, you got two weeks to start some beef then.
2: But yeah,
0: how's your training? Dude, maybe looking? I'll you just make this part of the intro. What?
2: what you should? I got to win. Yeah, I'll try. <laughs> All
0: right, cool. <laughs> That's I the attitude. It. <laughs> Dude, but see, th- this is so, talking about so, cross. I wish Dizzle was on because I was. i yeah, he sucked I, this weekend. I could give him so much crap because like. No Euros in like, so, like, a man like when I actually like
1: have a chance now. Uh, when I have a bad race, he like he just drilled into me after Big Sugar, which I deserved it, but yeah, like, that was funny. <laughs> he, dude, yeah, he uh, so the first I was actually there watching him, uh, watching it happen. And the Both first days? day, no, just Saturday, but okay, Sunday was even more embarrassing. So <laughs> the first day, he he. Just he just didn't ride well. And he said he thought it was like congestion or something. Um, The second day he crashed and didn't even finish and his shoulder was jacked up. But yeah, not a great weekend for him. Oh, he crashed on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. uh, I heard he hit the deck hard, too.
1: Yeah. I mean, I invited him to go mountain biking and he was like, I can't ride a mountain bike. Really? This was the day after. Yikes. And he couldn't go rock climbing either. So, yeah. Must have been. Oh yeah, Jack. he was
0: saying you guys were going to go rock climbing last night. He said yeah, that
1: yesterday. Until he until he messed up his shoulder, and then he wasn't able to do that. Did so, you go rock know. climbing, dude? I did go rock climbing last week. Um, last night? No, not last night. Last week with one of our one of our ignition coaches, Caitlin. Oh, nice. And I'm really terrible at rock climbing, and it it's really like hurts the my fingers. Thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, what else am I bad at? Ice skating, I'm pretty bad at. I'm pretty bad at mini golf. Like anything else, dude. <laughs> <funny. laughs> dude, my, dude, my like girlfriend talking to a camera. <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend well, yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> dude. My girlfriend smoked me at mini golf. Like it really? wasn't even close. Yeah, dude.
0: You we got to work mini? on that in Colorado. Oh, Not mm, Colorado. yeah. No, just blame it on the altitude. Mm. Your yeah, the distances were so off. Rolling. Yeah, less exactly. Rolling.
1: That's what. That's I what everybody. Who he broke you at mini golf is Adam. I'm that's sure. What
0: eh, I mean, mini. Yeah, mini golf has less translation to actual golf than you think. That
1: is. That is true. It's more like whacking <laughs> shit off of like wall. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah you just have to like yeah. uh, like putt a ball through a windmill. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well. All right. Did anything New- else happen at, at NCGP? I think,
0: uh, Carrie won the race. Hendo. Oh, Hendo that's
1: yeah. It, yeah. It was, that's it's in Hendersonville. That's what they call it. That's, I don't Hendo, know. That's, that's what, that's that's what everybody around this area calls it. They call it Hendo. Okay. Um, Carrie won. Yolanda won the women's race. Uh, shocker. That was pretty sick. Um, yeah. And I, uh, I think the, we had Tyler Orschel on, a couple weeks ago to talk about Iceman. That was actually a pretty close battle between Orschel and Carey. Uh I think on the first day, Orschel actually crashed last lap, and that's the reason why it didn't come down to a sprint finish. And I was seeing a picture on Instagram. I think it may have been a sprint on the second day, too. So, Orshall yeah, got second on both days. Yeah, it sounded like he went to the line with
0: Carey on day two. Dude, how freaking high were those barriers? No They're one was as hopping high them. high the
2: ones at Pan Ams. Really? Yeah, the ones at Pan Ams were freaking high. Clark, Tyler Clark was the only one to hop them.
0: Yeah, I, saw, I yep. saw Tyler hopping those at Pan Ams, but Kerry yeah. was the only one hopping them at uh, Hendo this weekend.
2: I was hopping those bad boys last year.
0: Were you?
1: <laughs> yeah. Dude, why, same where were you?
0: why didn't you come down this year? Dude,
1: I didn't like, feel like driving. I'm just tired of driving. I get it, man, but it's dude. It's driving. down It's down here with your homies, man. You could I know, with I me know. I,
2: I almost skipped Ma- Massachusetts. And came home, and then was going to go like the second weekend in Massachusetts.
1: Then your car broke down. No, my car didn't break down. It was, like, <laughs> had some issue. Yeah, but one of our one of our listeners is very concerned about Scott's car. You no, know, my check engine light came on, <laughs> dude. That's like borderline <laughs> breaking down.
2: And,
0: like I took it to
1: the
2: place, and the guy like just turned it off, basically like ignored the problem.
0: Dude, um, then your car is for sure going to break down.
2: Well, no, I think it, I think it was because um, somebody – gas said, cap was gas, loose? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but then like something – like the gas cap was off for like a while and like some kind of pressure in the tank was yeah. off or something like that. I don't
0: know. Yeah. I don't okay. know shit
2: about cars. If somebody knows something, let <laughs> <Yeah>. me know. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then I thought about skipping it and just and then going there, but I was like I'm already in Massachusetts. I might as well just stay for the week. Yeah, and then I skip this one. All right. Yeah.
1: Also, like, yeah, I don't know. You uh, probably wouldn't beat Carrie, anyways. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Do we have any other racing news to talk about, or should we get to questions? Because we have a lot of questions this week. Yeah, I haven't tuned into any r- bike racing lately, so I have no idea. All right. Should we just get to the questions then? Yeah, let's do it. Sick. All right. You want to start, or should I start? Um. Are you just
0: doing the ones from the email? Yeah, I got the ones from the email here okay yeah we'll just start with that you want okay. you want to pull up hunters uh i, I put a star oh let's all,
1: start all let's start with aaron let's red. start with aaron he said please never allow anyone to eat while recording again love the podcast i think oh, you I was not even you. see that one God. i was <laughs> what? eating
0: <laughs> what was that yeah, last podcast you were eating like i don't know like a no dude that was a while ago and he was eating the, the uh homemade salsa or whatever no,
1: dude. Or no, no, hot, you sauce? Last episode, hot sauce. Last episode, Scott was eating like something How holiday. It was like pumpernickel hot. pretzel or something.
0: Oh, that's right. The pretzels.
1: <laughs> Just like the, the crunchiest food, the food that could like make the most noise while you're yeah, chewing Yeah, dude. It's
0: freaking, come on, man. We're cyclists. We're supposed to be like fasting and shit all the time.
2: You know what's funny is that really bothers me too. So I feel like when people guy. chew on a podcast, I don't want to listen to you chew okay then why are you doing it because you're not I listening to yourself even then you're like all right let's do the podcast so i started doing it and
1: then yeah i didn't i don't I think you, to- you even knew we were recording until like five minutes no. in
2: no you guys just started you used fucking sniped me
1: <laughs> you're like oh yeah i'll talk about it when we start recording i'm like dude we've been recording <laughs> all right next question i yeah i understand this guy <laughs> cool Adam, you got the next
0: question. Um, are we doing Daniel's question on here? Let's do it. Yeah, dude, it's a long one. I mean, it's not actually that much of a question, but the podcast or the the email is long to read on the podcast. Well, don't read it then. <laughs> can you, you the sum- can you summarize it? I'll
1: be honest, I didn't. I, so I'm sorry, dude, Daniel, but I didn't read. So the whole so
0: thing. actually, I I feel like I was trying to find. It. I think he sent like us an email separately too. Um, that I can't mm. seem to find you do you, do you have email. that one that like he was like updating um, us on his on his um gravel power rankings or whatever?
1: Oh, yeah. Dude, I, this this email? might be it. All right, I'll just read okay. the I'll just read the email that he gave us. So, Lifetime okay. Group, a publicly traded corporation with a $2 billion market cap, recently unveiled plans for the series of 2023. They will again run the series on six of their proprietary races and mentioned the addition of a 7th. Presumably, they are thinking of adding their event, the Rad Dirt Fest, we already talked about a lot of this, to the series, or they might be negotiating to acquire another event for their portfolio. Mm, That's a good thought. I didn't think about that. Um, All right. Is this a question, or is he just telling... Oh, my question... Yeah, I should have just just scroll down to this. My question for you, what if any responsibility do gravel heavy hitters have in this no, state? No, no, no.
0: You got you to gotta read the previous paragraph or there's no context for this question. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> I,
1: I'm trying to make it short for the podcast. Dude, I know. very you long. You
0: should that first part.
1: <laughs> <laughs> in the Out of Collection slash Coffee and Van Chats podcast, Peter Stetna talks about how there needs to be a balance between the mom-and-pop or grassroots independent gravel events and the corporate behemoth events. He also indirectly criticizes Keegan Swenson for only attending Lifetime Grand Prix events in
0: 2022. Yeah, and whooping his ass. <laughs> I All right, off, so my
1: quote co- All right, my question to you is, what if any responsibility do gravel heavy hitters have in sustaining this balance of grassroots gravel versus corporate gravel that Peter talks about? Um, Do gravel heavy hitters even think about this, or should they just be focused on being fast on the bike and maximizing their own gravel career earnings? Is there value in a nonprofit slash community-focused grassroots gravel scene to the gravel heavy hitters besides them being um, easier to podium at? All right. Um, I don't know. I think people should do whatever they want to do. If they want to do the Lifetime Grand Prix events and that's it, that's fine. If they want to do grassroots races, support mom and pop races, that's awesome too. Um, Yeah, I mean... (laughs) dude i i don't see like i don't if if the if the lifetime grand prix is you know is putting up all this money and you're trying to make a career off of this i don't see what the issue is with just focusing on the lifetime grand prix like i get that it's nice to if you're a big name in gravel to go to a mom and pop gravel race and support them and they're probably gonna you know, get a lot more racers attending their event because of that. And that is awesome. And if you, if that's something that you want to do, I, I a hundred percent support that. And I would even say that, you know, pro gravel racers should strive to do that a little bit in their season, but if that's not your jam, that's not your jam. That's fine.
0: Yeah. I mean, LeBron James isn't like going to, you know, pick up games at the local Y, (laughs) right? I mean, sure, um, no, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I think, I don't think Keegan did anything other than the lifetime Grand Prix because he trained so hard. Like he didn't, yeah, probably just didn't even have capacity to like, I mean, I'm sure he did a few other races. I I don't know exactly. Like I'm sure he did more than six races this year, Um, but that was his, for sure his primary focus and he won. So like, I don't know, maybe if Pete did that, then he wouldn't, you know, he would have had a better chance at winning. There's
1: just, there's just so many gravel races on the calendar, and it's so easy to overrace. I mean, if you, if you accepted, like, at the level that Pete Stetna and Keegan Swenson are at, they're probably getting asked to go to every single gravel race in the country. And if they accepted all of them, which Pete Stetna looked like he accepted a lot of them, um, you're, you're going to be overraced, and you're not going to race well. So you got to pick and choose. And, you know, if you pick and choose some mom and pop events, that's awesome. But if you're like, I want to focus on the big ones and and race as well as I possibly can,
0: I can't fault you for that. That's fine, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and he does, I mean, he talks about, like, um, focusing on the bigger events to, like, maximize their own career earnings. But, um, I mean, appearance fees are, like, you can get some pretty decent appearance fees at some of the some sure. of races, so like for sure, even you know, the, like even Pete, the... Pete going to like the mom and pop race most likely isn't just like him volunteering to do that. Like there's 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 also like some incentive for him too, yeah. um, and These I'm sure quote, it pays off.
1: Mom and pop races, I mean they they are totally willing to you know shell out thousands of dollars to have big names come and yeah. and they should because because having pete Stetnes show up to your race is is a is really good marketing for your race and uh and i commend pete for for doing that like he's trying to keep he's trying to keep gravel grassroots and he's trying to keep these grassroots gravel races going and alive and that is awesome that he's doing that but i don't see anything wrong with and and i uh what I'll say here also is that I did not listen to this podcast that Pete was on, and I don't know exactly what he said on this podcast. Uh, I don't know if he was actually throwing shade at Keegan or or what. <laughs> I don't know what the context was. Dad, but I, I, but all I'll here. say is I. What is this?
0: <laughs> I think uh, it was it
1: was on the Coffee and Van Chats podcast, according to isn't Daniel. That,
0: isn't that um what's his name John Croom? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, let check it out. Uh,
1: all I'm saying is, is uh, I have no problem with Pete doing what he's doing. In fact, I think it's awesome. I have no problem with Keegan doing what he's doing. Like Keegan's looking out for his career. That's fine. It's also
0: awesome. All right. Next question. Daniel. Also, we're waiting for that power rankings. Come on, bro. Uh, you <laughs> got the next question. Or, or yeah. I go? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thanks <laughs> Scott. <laughs> all right. So this one comes his, his email says Hunter. But his signature says Evan, so I don't know. Hunter Evan, uh, is there an FKT in mountain biking or gravel that's highly sought after in Western North Carolina? If not, mm. can you guys create a route and make a Strava segment? Go full try hard like Hole Enchilada, <laughs> <laughs> White Rim, <laughs> Colorado Trail, etc. To make the to make it a more known area and bring a fun free challenge to people visiting the area.
1: Yeah, the art, uh, lobe. The, art lobe on a, <laughs> the art lobe in Crocs. <laughs> it's
0: <laughs> it's the art lobe in Crocs.
1: It's a hiking trail. You can't um, ride a bike on it. I, I think think uh, I don't know. Is there a sought
0: after FKT and I've never North heard Carolina? of a of a gravel FKT before. What is that like? Just like a you know that's literally just like a Strava segment. i mean isn't that what the mountain bike ones are too um but usually mountain bike is like on a set trail yeah like gravel would just be like just go ride this road as fast as you can yeah i
1: don't know i'm trying to think i can't uh i can't think of one off the top of my head here to be honest with you i think um maybe if you did the art lobe at night to try to not get caught and try to finish it in one night on a bike that'd be pretty oh
0: dope. is it like hiking only
1: <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah but dude, oh. locals locals totally ride the art lobe at night um and uh old name names dude but dude, then you can't put it on strava <clears throat> no you do put it on strava and you put the entire thing on strava and it's like a big middle finger to the authorities
0: oh i see okay <laughs> is it like in the national park or something
1: yeah. I, I'm not part. I'm
0: not saying I'm not so to
1: clarify, I'm not saying that people do put it on Strava as a middle finger to the authorities. I'm saying if you were to FKT it at night, you'd need to put it on Strava as a yeah, middle I finger to the authorities. So, yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm working on this winter. Are there I mean, are there any like famous trails out there that you could like do? I mean, there's famous trails, but they're not that long. Like they're not like FKT trails, you know what right. I mean? Um, can I you mean, ride tra- on the
0: Appalachian Trail?
1: No. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Um. I mean, you could try to FKT the Blue Ridge Parkway, but that's not gravel. A, a
0: road bike. It's road. It's a road. Yeah. Uh. They probably already have that because don't they have a Blue Ridge Parkway bike race? No. No. Are you sure? It
2: would it wouldn't do that? Who wouldn't yeah, do that? I don't like, know. Like it's like the it's like the park
1: service that manages it. You wouldn't be able to oh. do that. Do you think – so do you think it would be super cool if I like just made some random FKT and then uh, made a super huge deal about it on my YouTube channel and on Instagram? No, I think it would be dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I, I swear. So some of these FKTs I think are pretty cool and then some of these FKTs I'm like, I bet you no one has ever even tried to do that entire thing at a hard pace before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can't just like make one and make it a big deal for nothing. It's got to like be
2: already like a trail that's hard to do or like. Sure. It's, like like yeah. the art lobe it has an FKT for running and it's like hard as fuck. Dude, or, so like, then just. White, yeah, what's just go do thing? that one. White something. Do you think you like. Do you think that it. You white would rim? be f- Yeah, white rim. Yeah. Do you like, think probably something people did?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then they started doing it fast. I don't know. Right. right. What are you saying? I was going to ask. Do you think that you'd be able to beat the running FKT on a bike? No, I don't think so. I think you'd be hiking most of the time. Is it like super yeah. chunky
0: and stuff? Well, it's I, just like
1: yeah,
2: it's like not rideable. A lot of it. Mm.
0: Mm. Do you think gotcha. you'd be? F-
1: you think you'd be faster in Crocs? I mean, I did in Crocs like three times. How how long is it? Thirty miles.
0: You did the whole thing in Crocs.
2: Yeah, I did. You, I did a. Do you only hike in Crocs? mile hike in crocs wow in maryland i hiked from pennsylvania on the appalachian trail through maryland
0: virginia dude how, and uh, west virginia how was west this like Maine. a like was this for like a promotional video or something
1: <laughs> no i don't do video do you think, do you think scott would do that for a promotional video <laughs> crocs, dude, bro, that, how, that how was this? just like
0: your shoe of choice was crocs yeah it was yeah actually do they – are they like rugged Crocs? Like do they have like yeah, a vibrant sole? They've got tread
2: and adjustable straps.
0: What? Yeah, <laughs> dude, you're making shit up. – I've never Mount, heard of
2: those. Mount, mountain <laughs> Crocs.
0: I've heard of like people hiking in Chacos, but
2: – No, no. You think I'm going to wear Chacos? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> dude, no. Crocs last way longer than Chacos and they're a third the price.
0: Mm. And they're foam. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and you Crocs. If you have to, uh, dude. The fact that you're not sponsored by Crocs. Hey, listen. If you're a fan of this podcast, I need. I need all the fans of this podcast to do us a favor. You need to all DM the Crocs Instagram page and tell them that at Scott McGill Jr. needs to be sponsored by Crocs.
2: Yeah, please. All They're of called you. the, the All Terrain Clog. <laughs>
1: nice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> clog. <laughs> dude, isn't clog like the wooden shoe? <laughs> no, the Crocs are called clogs. Really? Like, go on their website. It's like a basic cl- classic clog. Wow. <laughs>
0: okay.
2: <laughs> well, they got a Black Panther altering clog. Sick, dude. <laughs> That's 60 bucks for the Black Panther one. That's Whew. kind of a lot.
1: So. What, what are they normally? Like
2: the camo ones that I have are 40 bucks.
1: Of course they're camo.
2: Classic clog like can be anywhere from 30 to 50 depending nice. on size. Yeah. So like around 40 bucks. So Black Friday, like $20 special? Yeah, you can get some discounts. I've bought Crocs for seventeen dollars before.
0: Wow, steal door doorbuster on the website. Okay, next question. Um, so this one comes from Tom, and it's his title is Scrum versus Chum. <laughs> <laughs> So he says, Hey guys, just started listening to your podcast and it's awesome. The banter is hilarious and insights on products, bike setup and race strategy is really cool. My son and I briefly met Dylan at BWR Michigan and it was a major highlight for my son. He was stoked and kept telling all of his friends that he met Dylan Johnson. See the attached photo. And yeah, you got a photo with Dylan. It's cool.
1: Yeah, dude, his um, son is like taller than I am. He's, dude, he's way like taller. Fifteen than you. years That's old, embarrassing. And <laughs> that the
0: race you rode that mountain bike at. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> um, quick comment: I've heard you use the term "scrum" on several podcasts, and based on how you're using it, I think the term you might be thinking of is actually "chum." Chum refers to a kind of bait that is used in fishing and comprised of fish parts and fish entrails. Uh, definitely denotes the shit gets chewed up and spit back out. Chum is often thrown out into the ocean by by the bucketful to attract sharks or other big game fish. And that sounds pretty cool, but I don't think that's what we're using it for. Um, he, what says, is scrum- he says scrum, on the other hand, refers to the restarting of play in rugby, the one hmm. where they are all bunched together and head-to-head. Or if it's an approach slash methodology that's used in a style of software called agile development, we're not also using it in that context
2: either. (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) Although I will use it in the rug. The rugby is what we're.
0: Are we, dude? So no. Chum is also a good word to use, though. Chum. Chum is good. I like that. But that's not the. That's not how we're using it either. Like when we talk about Scrum, we're saying like in the riffraff. Like um, the hell is a riffraff? I don't know. Like in like we're all the you know just. I don't know, crazy stuff happens, like people get in trouble scrum, and shit.
1: You know what scrum reminds me of is like somebody's taint area, which is also, you know what I mean? It's just like area of the body that you'd rather not think about. All right, well, that's not what we were thinking <laughs> about
0: either. <laughs> have so, you, so have you heard
1: somebody say like my scrum?
0: No, no. Dude, that's scrotum. <laughs> yeah,
1: thinking, yeah scrotum or <laughs> No, dude. Dude, I feel like there's there's like a comedian that has a podcast, and that's literally the word he uses for that for attain area. I
0: don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's like
1: like he's got crumbs tucking his stuck in his balls. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna research this topic and get back to you guys. Dude, so
0: so hold on, so because now I'm curious. So I just typed in what is the word scrum used for into Google. So anyone else can do this. Um it says scrummage or scrimmage is an alteration of skirmish. Scrumming is often used to describe a tightly packed and disorderly crowd. That's exactly what we're using it for.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> we're using it for. That's like <laughs> the perfect
0: word. Yeah. So, sorry Tom. Maybe we'll use chum in the future too cuz that sounds kind yeah, of Yeah, but awkward. how would
2: you use that in like our context?
0: Chum like I'm not sure. I got to think term- about it. Like like the like the race invited a bunch of chum to to feed all the you know the the big dogs oh dude okay okay
1: yo the comedian doesn't this guy know i figured it out i figured it out okay (laughs) the comedian tom segura do you guys know that guy yeah yeah tom segura uses the word scrum to to describe someone's taint area i'm not crazy
0: he needs to he needs to look up the word too
1: Yeah, does that make it, like, okay? I mean... I don't know if it makes it okay. I'm just saying the entire time you guys were saying scrum, that's what I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought of rugby once. All right, next question. I I mean, I didn't
0: think of rugby either. I never heard of that (laughs) until he just brought this up.
1: I thought Um, it was really weird that you guys were saying scrum to describe people (laughs) in a race and slightly offensive, but
0: I was like, all right, well, I guess that's what we're doing. Yeah, no. Um, okay. So this one comes from Dan. Uh, he says this past year, I finished my first hundred mile mountain bike race, the wilderness one Oh one. As I'm sure, you know, it's part of the NUE series. Um, sweet. That's awesome. awesome. I was curious why the series never was able to generate a lot of hype. I thought the course was a good mix of terrain and technical riding. My understanding is that the other races in the series can be as technical. The pre slash post race vibes were a f- ton of fun too. The race was pretty, f- was Run pretty well and had a cool grassroots feel. Do they purposely keep the race hype small? Are the courses more technical than Leadville slash schwamigan, or is this just a dying series? Dan, so um, it's always been dying, bro. That's why Dylan won it. I think <laughs> yeah. Dying
1: because those races suck, <laughs> dude. They don't suck. They're awesome. They're hard as fuck. Yeah, dude. that's why they're awesome um i think i think i I think those races are i think those races are great uh they're definitely not trying to keep the race hype small that's not what they're doing i honestly think that the nue series didn't grow for two reasons one is that most of a lot of the race most of the series is on the east coast and to be honest like there's just less hype around mountain bike racing it seems like on the east coast at least at the top level in the u.s and then i would say the second reason is just the prize money was never there like, the reason why Epic Rides got got to the level it was at was prize money. The reason why the Lifetime Grand Prix is where it's at right now is because of prize money. Dude, but why did Unbound get to the size that it is? They never it, handed out a that's dime. A, that's a great counterpoint. And I would say that the reason for that is probably because it's, like, been going on for so long. It's, like, one of the first gravel races in the yeah, country. I, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I so I think a race like Unbound has the lure of, like, I want to accomplish this huge thing, like Unbound seems like this mm-hmm. like unattainable feat. So like you train all year or multiple years, and you go and you ride 200 miles, and it's like a huge accomplishment. But the NUE series, like each of those races, could be the same as Unbound. Like there are mm-hmm. people who it takes them, you know, the Wilderness 100, it might take them like 12 hours to do that. For sure, like your everyday person isn't going to be able to do. Eight of those races in a year. Like that's just way the, too hard.
1: The that series is a little weird because it was like it was like a eleven or twelve race series and and they only it only it was only your best four that counted. Um yeah. and there were literally there were literally years where like some guy who was on the podium uh lived in the West Coast and some guy who was on the podium lived in the East Coast, and they never raced each other one time the entire year, but they're both on the podium. Right. Um and and also they had overlapping race weekends, like there would be a West Coast Nue race and an East Coast Nue race on the same weekend. Uh, which is, I yeah, I feel like they can't overlap if they're on the same series. Yeah, I agree. Not if you're trying so, to attract
0: all the riders to the same place.
1: Yeah, so I, I if I was in charge of the Nue series, there would be. There would definitely be some things I would do differently. The prize money thing is I can only I can only offer as much prize money as I'm able to afford. So, but like those, lo- there is a couple logistic logistical things that I would change if I was in charge of that series.
0: Dude, whose dog is that? That's mine. Man,
1: it's we going feel like crazy back there. on this thing. No, no, that's fine,
0: good dude. Um, <laughs> okay, well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Anyway, series, if you want to grow, offer more prize money, I guess. That's the, that's the end of the story. Um, okay. We've got one more email. Okay. Uh, great pod and my new fave. Sweet. Uh, all right. I didn't, I didn't expect their podcast to be anyone's favorite to be honest, but that's cool to hear. Um, (laughs) as a compliment, my work productivity goes way down when you guys drop a new release. Uh, it's a good thing that it's not predictable because then like, you know, your boss would know that like every week at, wednesday at noon your productivity goes down like <laughs> podcast just comes out whenever so completely unpredictable sometimes
1: um, our podcast comes out on monday sometimes it doesn't come out till friday yeah you never know
0: yeah we never know um he says hr will be in contact with you all doubt it <laughs> <laughs> hr of what <laughs> His company.
1: Sky <laughs> uh, says when HR, hey, reaches, out us, gonna, when HR reaches out to us, I'm just going to the podcast. When HR reaches out to us, I'm just going to forward the email to you. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll take care of
0: it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Says my question for you guys as pros and coaches: Do you all think generally amateur hour and or masters racer, racers generally overthink all of the gear, light bikes, components, etc in training protocols, thousands of different intervals, training plans, coaches, et cetera. Um, Do you think they just need consistency and two days a week of intensity, or is it worthy for amateur racers to chase marginal gains? And if so, which ones are the worthy ones to pay attention to, and which details should annoying Masters Mike uh, ignore and just ride, bro? Thanks. Uh, Mark. Okay, so I think that what the the biggest
1: thing that most people are lacking in their pursuit of getting faster is that they simply need to ride more like their volume needs to be higher and a lot of people come up against a wall with their volume because they can only do so much volume a week because they got work, they got kids, they got obligations. They can't be a prof- they can't live like a professional bike racer because they're a professional in something else. And I get that, but like if if I would say that, um, and, and I'm a, I'm a marginal gains guy, but I would say that before you chase every single little marginal gain, you need to have you need to have your writing volume. As high as it can possibly, I, I hesitate to say as high as it can possibly be because somebody's yeah, dude, don't go say out gonna get like suit or something. <laughs> so, somebody's gonna go out <laughs> and ride like fifty hours and tell them Dylan told him to do that. But I'm talking about the people that are currently riding like six hours a week. It's like, hey, how about you? How about you work on riding more hours per week, and that will get you farther than any any of these marginal gains that I talk about,
0: dude. But Dylan, you, you know what? To does own advice. You know what looks way sicker. <laughs> on the start line than like shown up with two extra hours of training, sick what? wheels, sick wheels. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, that is true. That is true. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I think, I think part of the, you know, marginal gains chasing us like that. I mean, I think that's just part of any sport. Like everyone just like there's gear junkies, people tinker. Pe- people want to yeah. have good equipment. I mean, people want to have what the pros have. Like that's just part of any sport. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think there's anything wrong with that. Um, but I agree. I think like the, the, those are probably all chasing marginal gains. I think training is a maximal gain, um, that anyone can just improve their performance just by training a bit more.
1: Look, there's nothing wrong with, with, uh, having a really nice bike and tinkering with your bike and trying to get the most performance out of your bike that you can possibly, you possibly can. I mean, that's, that's like what part of my YouTube channel is about. I talk about all of that. Um, and I do all of that. Uh, but if you're getting to the point where you're trying to buy speed somehow, you, like you need to, you need to fix your thinking. Like it, it's gonna,
0: it, it takes hard work before you can just buy speed. Um, yeah. And so. I, and I would say, and this isn't just me promoting coaching because I'm a coach. This is like me promoting, like if you want to buy speed, I do think investing in a coach to help you like especially like people people think like they don't need a coach until they're training 20 hours a week it's like no it's actually kind of the opposite like if you can train 20 hours a week you're probably going to get pretty pretty damn fast um Mm -hmm. if you can only train six hours a week or eight hours a week having a coach to try and maximize your performance and squeeze every bit out of you of those eight hours like that's going to go way further so like you know instead of spending three grand on you know a new frame next year spend you know, whatever, 2,500 on coaching. Like if you want to yeah. buy performance, like that's going to be the best way to buy performance um, mm-hmm. is like investing in yourself, not investing in your equipment. I agree. Cool. Um, all right. We got one more question. That's a real quick one. And then I got to roll super fast to a meeting. Um, We're at an hour. So we can just, we can cut it after. Just this save question. it for next week. No dude, Scott, this one is super important. So this one comes from <laughs> Tyler Cloutier and he says, this is directly to you, Scott. He says, How many recovery bushes do you recommend? Depends on the type of bush, right? <laughs> he said bush. He didn't say bush NA. He didn't say bush light. He's talking bush heavy. Like camo, I don't bush. Know,
1: Probably like two or three.
0: Two or three? That's yeah. Kind of happy it's, medium.
1: That's pretty weak, man.
0: Two or three recovery? Yeah. Are we talking like finish line slam? You're only no, going to drink. No, I don't usually do that. What do you usually do? I, like the finish line slam, that's the NAs. What is an NA? You were you were cracking a bush in your uh, <laughs>
2: in your video. Yeah, that's true, I guess. NA is non alcoholic. Oh my god.
1: You should drink those, Dylan. I don't like the taste of beer. Did no. you should you should drink the non alcoholic tequila? Ew, There's they, they have, have
0: that? that? <laughs> <What>? That's disgusting.
2: <laughs> that's dude, I can't even go down like a liquor aisle without
0: like starting to throw up a little. Bit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I cannot drink liquor.
0: Yeah. Uh I don't know. All right. Well, we're we're calling it two to three. We'll we'll cap it there. Yeah, I would say two to three. Yeah. All right.
1: Yeah, I I would say don't overthink it. Just you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Go till it feels right.
1: Go <laughs> so till it feels right. <laughs> and also, if it starts Bush, to feel Bush wrong, then you went too beer.
0: far.
2: <laughs> dude, you know how many people I get to drink Bush beer? I've probably sold. Yeah, a dude. You need a thousand can dude, cans. Dude. Okay.
1: All Bush. right. Look, listeners, you need to also send DMs to Bush and tell them to sponsor Scott as well dude does your I actually sell like sell like i get people to buy things for some i i know box, man i know bush. dude you have the the shittiest instagram and you're actually you're actually influencing no it's not people. on
2: instagram it's live in person.
1: Influencing. in person in person you're like hey buy a bush and they're like well scott told me yeah. to do it no 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 just like i'll be talking to people
2: and drinking one they're like, oh. Bush, and then they go by.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. So We're like on- there. You're like an on the ground influencer. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Dang. None of this Old internet school. shit. Old school. Yeah. All right. I'm on right, here. Get your meeting, Adam. All right. Cool.